0: Hi there, Randy Green here. It is two hours later and the verdict, let us put it that way, has been agreed upon between the different groups that have been part of these negotiations. This particular group that has the code configuration in alignment with the D8 collective, portions of themselves part of the D10 collective, and due to their affiliation with certain groups that we could uh, claim or define to be unwarranted due to the fact that the gene code that they have give access to specific groups within the other reality fields that would not be conducive for the trajectories of the human future inside this solar system, as well as the other similar hops that are connected to our solar system, and by that the group has found it necessary to take these particular groups that co- have been affiliated with the D8 collective to another reality field that is within the scope the Andromedans are still in the, have the ability still to create what we could call artificial realities and they are now engineering a little bit similar to the restoration program but an in-between zone where these groups will come under what we could say strict genetic control not as in uh, some kind of punishment. That's not what it is. But it is ensured that this group, as they undergo their own rehabilitation, because they are, as I said, semi-immortal. So they go undergo their sim, semi- their uh, rehabilitation processes so that they will clear out the gene code sequences and the alterations that they have done to their own energy system to be able to both travel to the D8 collective reality fields, that uh, quadrant, as well as the um, ability they have to operate with the Orion technology and the different forms of the D8 collective, D10, D11 collective uh, types of consciousness, technology and other similar types of uh, inventions. I know I put it a little bit cloaked here, but that's that's the best way I translate it uh, into what they have decided. Aside from the removal of this group from our uh, reality field, literally taking them off planet and off, sol- off systemic, out of our solar system and putting them into this uh, spherical reality created for the purpose within a specific uh, amount of... um, We would call it time, but it's inaccurate because there's no time, but it's a specific pattern that's engineered for the ones that will be uh, put there, so to speak. They will have all the, the needs in the world to accomplish and accompany them in their rehabilitation. And once they have done that, they can then, uh, similarly as the restoration program dynamics, once they have completed these cycles, they will naturally elevate elevate into certain uh, sections of the Andromedan system that the Andromedans have created as rehabilitation zones for the groups that are, that have completed the initial rehabilitation to get rid of the dark light coding and the D8 collective, D11 collective, D10 collective, negative regressed type of genetic structures and then allow them to uh, become part of what we call the different humanoid lineages that choose to undergo these programs in the Andromedan system. And that's how the Andromedans come around their own choices and their own types of patterns that they choose under the laws of the cycles Uh, when they uh, aligned themselves with the crystalline Syrian bees as well as some of the other groups under the D11 collective, thinking that that was the solution for some of the um, effects after the timeline event and some of the choices they made. So that's their way to what we can say balance out some of the patterns they created at the time that has created a disconfiguration of the reality field and by agreeing in this rehabilitation of this group they will then realign the original holographic network of the Andromedan galaxy with some of the original uh, ancient types of structures that they might or might not be able to get access to by doing this quote-unquote good deed for the highest good of the many. So that would be a repairing of the Andromedan system and some of the holographic energetic network of the Andromedan system. Whether or not that's going to happen that is that is both uh, up to the Andromedans and the ones that are participating in this project as well as the ones that are engaging in it and the group that has been part of this, uh, this negotiations seems quite content with that because honestly that is a very kind Um, way to solve the issues instead of them being dropped in uh, the enclosure like the rest of us and then have to work alongside with us with their semi-eternal properties inside this reality field, which um, is not very, um... let me put it this way, put a semi-eternal soul into a physical form like this one. Uh, Not the best, um, the genetic structure of our current human form will have difficulties with it, let us put it this way. It will be a very long uh, process of recalibration and uh, taking what we could say complete, uh, not control because that's the wrong word, but the ability to administer that type of organic vessel and lift it up. Uh, into its original potentials will be to undo the complete engineering that they have done to the physical form inside this reality field for me that solution would have assisted our collective network to upgrade into its true potentials but the negative part of that one is the dark light coding and the, we still have groups within humanity that has that dark light coding and linked up to the to the d8 uh, dark uh timeline and due to that then it is too risky to put them in because they would then amplify that network and the outcome would not be desired so it's easier as we know it from the original holographic energetic reality field constructions as i talk about in the whole philosophy book It is easier to segregate the ones that have a genetic structure that is dissimilar in their own reality field from where they can then work with the pattern that's engineered as a consensus between them and the ones that are engineering it for them so to speak um, from where they will achieve certain uh, goals within certain t- uh, strategies and they will get all the assistance that they can similarly as it has been done uh, in our system after the timeline event. So these are some of the new technologies that were invented after the timeline event to allow for these recalibration and reengineering and regenesis of the different types of genetic compositions. As I said, many different good programs have grown out of it, but we have also had some some counter, let us put it that way, uh, mildly. What will happen inside our reality field is that then due to the removal of this group, then there is no viability rate of the genetic lineages that carries that gene code. And that will then allow the timelines they have operated on Including the technology that they have instigated and implemented into our reality field will then collapse and cease to exist. And that will have a ripple effect into some of the dark light uh, timelines as well as the transhuman timelines because they are depending on the oblivion timeline that these groups have been a part of fueling. So by removing that tier or that card from the card house, then the the rest of it will fall apart and that will collapse certain uh, schemes and certain uh, inserted types of technologies and patterns and uh, reality programs that will then allow for what we could call not a ripple effect and I will try to explain how that works. When timelines collapse, and the artificial one upheld by technology and it, and there is no genetic potentials on them. That's why they have had all of these different programs with those of us who have a viability rate to hold up the original timelines and that's why we've been sucked into some of these programs so we artificially have been forced in to revitalize their timelines as the different groups under the three first timelines that are under the negative alien agenda has collapsed and worn out their own network. Then they have used us as I said to replicate and f- infuse these timelines by pulling us in and then make us uh, work there so to speak in in, in, in brackets uh, or in, in um, uh, what you, you know what I mean so and in that way forcing us into fueling their timelines and their code streams and by that way keeping themselves going by utilizing us in these different simulations. So that's been the main purpose of that one aside from trying to solve some of their breakdown issues and the regression it takes and, and what that has led to. So with removing that completely, these timelines will then collapse and that will give not a ripple effect, that's not the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for this kind of bounce back. It's part of the time wave continuum. When you remove a certain type of timelines, you remove the past, present and future that they infuse. And once that happens, then it will have like a huge, what we could call releasing effect on the timelines themselves, the different artificial ones. As certain segments collapse, they will then, that group, or that bundle of artificial timelines that have been connected into specific hubs within the holographic network. Since they're no longer present there, then the the hubs themselves will then begin to recalibrate into the original holographic energetic structure, which will then send a ripple effect. There we have the ripple effect. As in what, if you drop a stone in a, a bathtub, then it will have a ripple effect out to the borders of the top and then it will bounce back. And that's the one that they're foreseeing that first the, the, the removal of the timelines and then it will collapse and the hub itself will begin to restore itself and recalibrate up to its original outer domain dimension four configuration. I call it density one because that's in my opinion, that's what it is consciousness wise density one but then that ripple effect will go out and then as it ripples out to the borders of the enclosure as well as our solar system because there's another enclosure around our solar system that's technically the old cloud then it will then the bounce back will then due to the time wave continuum which i've explained other places will then gather momentum as the ripples go into interference with the already as from the hop rippling out, being blocked by the barriers, then bounce back with the momentum that it rippled out with, and then recalibrate via the interference patterns as it goes back to the hop, which will then energize the hop, and the hop will then amplify further into a new level, which will then send out a ripple effect and then bounce into the different barriers and do the same thing back. And in that way, Then the barriers that are around our solar system will begin to break down and then we will have what we could say some kind of repair mechanism that will then hit our sun, which will then ripple into the core of our sun and the original solar gate, amplifying that in a positive manner that will then begin to infuse our solar system with the original fourth density energies. Uh, including the fourth dimensional energy, sorry that was what I'm saying, not the fourth density, but technically the gate in the sun, the solar gate is connected through both the density two, density three and density four, that's what's so unique with the solar gates or the stellar gates that are part of uh, the infusion, network that goes with suns so so to speak in that manner. So there are different holographic networks they are the ones that where fuels the reality field and then there are the hubs that fuels the reality field like the core uh, as in inside our planet there is a core that is connected to that holographic network that goes with the racial lineages and the life forms that are present in the reality field. But when we talk about the solar gates, they're part of a different type of stellar or systemic network that's also holographic energetic, but that is fueled from the foundational core of the LP, you talk about that both in my book as well as in the upcoming uh, um, Souls of Humanity series, as well as the two no one. I made one uh, introductory, a background uh, podcast series that talks about some of these dynamics in the converging of timelines podcast series, where I laid the foundation uh, in uh, a course that you can buy. That that. Explain some of these dynamics of the the central sun and what that is and how that came to be as part of the LPU. Anyway, so point being, so this is once once that ripples into that one, then that will begin to reset the configuration of the LPU. So this has what we call an enormous domino effect domino effect into the different levels of the artificial constructions that been layered upon the original. Uh, construction that was built by the ancient ones that have engineered uh, our solar system as it is uh, from the original foundation. The plus side with that one is that due to the ripples effect back and forth the time wave continuum is that it will be a slow amplification. It will not be a one big wave and then poof, we'll all wake up in one go. It will be a slow amplification that will run over the next nine years as the New ground Cycle uh, clean processes of the Pillar Project unfolds and the different types of technologies collapse uh, the next nine years, then there will be the ripple effect of the rebouncing and recalibration of the hubs that of the original network that will then go in and support these different um, layers of the 2-8 pillar that connects to the different racial lineages that were part of the restoration program and by that give them from within what we call an extra boost in their activation processes. So, so that will then try to counter some of the prospected a uh, less fortunate uh, effects of the next nine years so so this is this is what it is it will create some other issues and other challenges but at least it will be what we could say an infusion that will be supported by some of the energies from the sun the suns the solar systems that are in the Andromedan galaxy that will then fuel our solar gate and and back and forth so they will create a triangle between the holographic network of the the hubs and the core levels in the fourth dimension in our solar system and infusing that so that the solar network can then also activate and infuse our sun and begin to emit what we could call the original uh, dimension forward type of configuration and then hopefully lift it up uh, further so it gets vitalized via the different solar gates that are in the Andromedan galaxy so that's the way that they are going to to solve that issue so what would be the ramifications of this in terms of the other groups that are that have done uh, that have been watching this uh, these negotiations aka or what we could say type of trials is that they will then see well this is a this is what will happen to them so since they now know that they are not going to be in terms of their own groups because they are part of these, the, the, they, they are not humans inside the enclosure. So we're talking about the interdimensional species and groups that are here as part of the colonization and, and other of the other groups that have come in. And uh, for those of you who just listening to this one, you need to go back and listen to the three podcasts prior to this one. First, the psychodynamics of the full disclosure, as well as the interdimensional negotiation part one and two. And I know that's four hours of podcast, or th- more or less three hours of podcast you have to listen to before you get the full scope of this one. But it is important that you get all of the pieces because this will have an impact on those of us who still have portions of the original genetic structures inside this reality field. So that will uh, amplify and affect us in what we could say for those of us who are already doing the transition as in uh, have done the clearing work and work on timelines and have focused on on amplifying our vibrational field and, and do the, the transition sciences. As, that's the only thing I can, that's the way I work. I work within my own teaching system. So, so that's what I have to offer. I know there are other groups out there doing other stuff. But for me, the ones that have been worked with the original uh, laws and principles and rules of engagement of our solar system they would be affected in a positive manner if they work accordingly to the transition dynamics that were put in as part of the original restoration program because as the, the we could say, the task of it will be removed and the different timelines that are mimicking as if there are still effects of the timeline event are removed from our system. The entire solar system will begin to recalibrate and heal itself, so to speak, let's use that language. It will be reset to its original configuration. And those of us who are working already now and have been clearing and know what it means to recalibrate and and self-scan and self-heal, we will then begin to feel these infusions on a molecular level because it will come from the quantum fields, that's the the one that connected to the hubs, and that's the one the different groups have been trying to prolong into their different forms of new quantum field, configuration, technology, sciences, yada yada, you know what I'm talking about. So that will also be played out. So this has a humongous ripple effect into the other groups that will then force them to abandon their projects and either go off planet back to where they came from or begin to do the same negotiations and then be led into their own type of of worlds, so to speak, in the Andromedan system. Similarly as some that group that I talked about that went to the D8 collective of humans of the breakaway civilization under the military projects that went to the Orion system just to discover that they were going to be in place on a level in the hierarchy that, that was not really conducive and not what they had been promised. The timeshare apartment was not that fancy as they thought it was in the backyard in the ghetto. So it, So instead of getting what they were promised with the, the brilliant view of a perfect lifetime in a, a, a beautiful vessel under the Neburians, they got something entirely else. And that group went to the Andromedan system where they went through these recalibration uh, area processes. So they know it works because they've already done it. So they have the genetic feature due to that group because they went there and underwent this recalibration and then become what we understand as the white hats and began to travel back in time and seed in the possibility for this to happen. So it's been a very, very long process that involves past, present and future and a lot of going back and forth and in and out of the enclosure, so to speak, which we see as time travel because you just go outside the enclosure, go to a different nodal point and get into the reality as it is at that nodal point, which we see as back in time or forth in time, but it's, it's not really that complicated. Okay, so, so we could say in a way that's positive news and that, that will lead to the next level of the reconfiguration what we need to do and what, what are the challenges. And I already have two courses out there with the recalibration that give some of the challenges in the recalibration which still stand, it, it doesn't change. In a way we could say even though we get this supporting boost, then that will bring other challenges with it that we will then uh, unfold and know what will be uh, throughout the next um, nine years. Because nobody knows the future from here. There are so many unknowns uh, in what's happening now. It has not been done on the scale that's been done here. The, the other systems that have been, quote unquote, liberated from the D8, D10 and D11 collectives, they had already access to the original fourth dimension. Our solar system is unique because that was removed 3000 a year BC, so so that's 5000 more or less give or take 5000 years ago was removed from our civilization and we have been under an enclosure in oblivion state that is unheard of any other places. So whatever's going on in our reality field is unique for the, the mechanics that and dynamics that are needed to repair and, and push us out of the enclosure and into the original holographic energetic features that we completely have lost the knowledge of. So the training process And the learning process for those of us who are doing it already is a difficult one, not just because we have had all the counter forces and the groups that didn't want us to do so, but if even if we had the complete freedom to do so, it would still be difficult because how are we going to do this when we have lost that knowledge? How are we going to do the sciences of consciousness and energy when no, when whatever we have got are distorted programs that have put there to create rabbit holes more than actually create gate systems for the path of liberation? So these are some of the struggles that we are, are dealing with as well. And that is some of the other things that follow after when we say what comes after disclosure, as others have talked about as well, including Richard Dolan. Well, that's speculation. We can only project what we know now into the future and see what would that be? What would the aftermath be? Nobody really knows. So this is this is the next nine years will tell us how this is running if the ripple effects are then infusing our solar system to the degree that they will push out the dark light coding and will push out the transhuman agenda. And then we only have the oblivion timeline as well as what we call the military projects that has technology and different types of weaponry to counter whatever that is. So that's the next tier that we are to look into and say, okay, the oblivion one collective uh, human level that's the one where we're going to talk about after disclosure what does what what does it mean for this group? And then we have the, the secret military projects that is also on the table right now. And that's tied to the nuts and bolts because that's where they come in. And that's part of the UAP and the, the, um, what we could say, the disclosure of that one where we begin to say, we have the technology. Okay. How are we going to use this technology? And what does, what does it mean for us? And, and, and all of the processes that go through this. So if we say that this, bouncing back and forth in the time wave continuum will push out the unwarranted type of interdimensionals, well then we are left with the ones inside our reality field. And that's the next leg of the processes of disclosure is, okay, now we got the ones around us, the interdimensionals, that process has been put in motion right now with this with these decision makings. Now everybody knows this is what will happen. Okay, we're not going to go under some horrific type of punishment, quote unquote. In spite of what we have done but instead it's going to be this this off-planet transfer and and they they there is this this sigh of relief that just ripples into the different groups that have been part of the colonization and worked with the oppressors so so that will relieve the whole Uh, what we call the secret societies and what's left, there are only two lineages left of the original 12. That's why it's called Magic 12 because there are 12 lineages that participated in that and there are only two left. So they are kind of there, they have been taking off and then that's it. And then there's one group that came, that's part of some of the ones that have, that will do that, they will come back and then they will participate in some of the unraveling of some of the effects that these secret societies have have on our um society on, at large our entire civilization and assist in uh, undoing the effects of that one because once they recalibrate into the original consciousness structure and work for the highest good of the many and understand what they are to do and not being affected by what we could say a dark light coding that twists everything into self-justification instead of doing it for the many that do it for themselves and get rid of that code configuration and understand we're doing this because we want to help literally honestly without expecting anything in return doing the progression dynamics as they're supposed to, well, then they will come in with the knowledge of what they have instigated and assist in clearing that up. And that's why I came back to assist in clearing up some of the effects of the timeline event, as well as the pillar project, as well as the restoration program. Because if I could clear that up, then I could collapse the timelines that have supported some of these groups and some of these technologies. It's like removing the root of whatever's there, then the rest of the card house will fall. Whatever's built on that root, whatever foundation is laid there, once you remove the foundation or the cube or the craft, then the entire structure that's built around that will collapse as well. And with that, force whoever's there to change their ways. Or go somewhere else and do whatever they need to do. So that's that's the the way we understand how the holographic reality works. We can we can infuse it and amplify it and create something together. But we can also um, push it into the outer domain where we then can easily, more easily. Um, Demolish it because it no longer serves any purpose and function. Hence, the different science labs that we used to have here, where we would take what's left of a piece of holographic or hollow technology and go in and say, "Okay, what can be used and what can't be used, and what could be used, amplify and elevate it by using our specific ways of transformation of uh, energy, hollow, in a hollow, holographic, energetic units. Uh, I would like to just call them hollow units and transform these into their full potentials as having a viability rate that secures the highest purity rate of the network they are part of and then infuse code streams that allows for progression. So that's part of what we do in the outer domain as well. Okay, so with that one we have now got the ending of these negotiations and that will set an example. As it said within, I think it's called precedence. It set an example. This is how it's going to happen. So now everybody knows that once they address the different councils under the different groups that are now uh, working to what we could say create a future for the solar system within the scope of. Uh, uh, civilizations that can grow out of the current type of civilization so they can come back on track and be reunited with the original civilizations that we once came from, well then then the rest whoever is here will know this is how it's going to go. So they have a choice that they can do to, uh, to shift side and to undergo the, the recalibration Uh, in the Andromedan system and then come back and assist in the rebuilding of our solar system as it's rightfully supposed to. And if they choose to do so then in 2135 that's where the demarcation line where our solar system would either be completely connected to the deep dark cold space due to the burnout of our sun completely in turning it into a cold sun or as it looks now if they choose to do so and they by that come back and lift up the holographic network entirely behind our solar system then that allows for the solar gates to be further infused by the support system of the Andromedan solar net and with that will ensure that they don't have to infuse it because it's unnatural for another system to have that what we could say supportive effect in a holographic network. It should be upheld by the, the, the civilizations that existed that reality field. So that's how we are interconnected to the reality field itself by our organic vessels, but we are energetically through our holographic energetic architecture connected to the different solar gates and the solar net which is middle domain and then part of our higher levels radiation fields are connected to the galactic hubs that is what we call a galactic system in the density three level that goes with dimension seven to nine and there we have got that's when we reach that one that's where we will have to deal with the dark timelines and dark light coding because they are on a galactic level. Uh, Many of the ones that are left as part of the D8 collective, they sit on that one as the major uh, galactic hub of the dark web, so to speak, which will later on be um, for us to clear out. But right now we do the Density 1 and Density 2, and and the Density 3 is the galactic core in the Andromedan system that currently are assisting us. And then once we get back up and we rebuild the structure of the organic vessels of the planetary system, terrestrial outer domain, get that reconfigured into the original dimension four in density one, then we recalibrate entirely our energy system that will bounce back and forth between the original biofield and the original holographic energetic middle domain composition, which is part of the transition sciences, as I recall them, get that reconfiguration back and then amplify the solar or the solar the solar net so that can come back up and run its original configuration and in that way we can begin to restore our entire solar system by humanity restoring their biofields and emotional fields and mental fields into the original vibration and radiation fields that will then ripple into the biofield and create the original fourth dimensional biology. So that's part of some of the challenges that we have. So nothing is solved by the support of this one but we are clearing things up step by step, timeline by timeline, faction by faction, unit by unit so that the true progression dynamics can come back in step by step, faction by faction, consciousness unit by consciousness unit and energy unit by energy unit in a slow wave pattern that will ensure as many as possible will be able to do the transition if they choose to do so by their own merits by their own means, by their own everyday life living as a holographic energetic architecture within an organic vessel that demands our attention so it can recalibrate up to its original configuration. The current type of civilization as it is now, as things look now, does not have a good, what we call, prospected possibility to do the full transition organic-wise, but we will lay the foundation of the next group that will come in from the future and with that assist them to be able to come in because we have changed the collective biofield and we have changed the collective uh, consciousness potentials by the what we are doing now in this lifetime. We are the part of the group of humans that will, if we do it correctly, will enable future humanities to come in and then recalibrate the entire solar system back to its original uh, architecture from where it can continue as one of the most important hubs uh, in this quadrant. So it's not a little piece of job that we just do it for ourselves. This is, as always, We do our progression work, we do our clearing work, we do our everyday life, we live, breathe, exemplify what needs to be done for the highest good of the many, in ups and in downs, and if you ask me what has kept me going, that is that knowledge, and I have that in my heart, and that constantly bounces me back to the original calibration dynamics of our solar system, and reunites me constantly with the healing abilities in my energy system that is there, because I know that what I do is not for me, it is for the entire reality field that I'm connected to, it is for the solar gates that fuels my middle domain layers of my vibrational field, and it is for the galactic gate system that fuels my mind field in its original um, composition. And I work to constantly rebalance myself with what that is and that's part of my healing abilities because I recall that. And that is one of the reasons why the different groups on the D11 Collective have ensured that we don't know that. Because if we know that, then we can connect and we can blend and we can self-heal. And while we do that, connect to the original recalibration and holographic teaching systems all original reality fields have in, built in them as part of the holographic energetic network. Everything is information and if we can connect to the correct level of information that comes from within the true knowledge that goes with principle five, because we have succeeded in principle one, that is the first of many for the highest of the many, what we can do, others can do as well. So we set an example by who and what we are. What we are affect the reality field we are part of. So if we choose to be on one side of the fence, that's what we co-create in our reality. If we choose to be something else, then that's what we co-create as a team inside our planetary reality field. Principle 2 goes in balancing, meaning that whatever comes our way we will work with and transform to the highest optimal outcome of who is involved in that process that is going on, whether it is a life form or it's reality itself, it doesn't matter, whatever comes our way is an exemplification of our energy system and by that should be worked with as such as an opportunity for transformation either into evaporation or into elevation. That's the balance in principle two. And principle three is the law of participation, what you look at you give energy and what you look, what you give energy you participate in and what you participate in you amplify. So we will choose wisely, that's the discernment, what to give energy and what not to give energy, what to look at and what not to look at. As has been said in some of the old texts, look the other way with things that should not turn the other cheek with things that you should not amplify. You know what it is, you know exactly what it is, you don't turn the blind eye, but you turn the other cheek and that means you show it kindness and you use the principles of compassion and empathy, but you don't amplify it and you don't go in and give it more than it truly deserves using principle two and principle one. Principle 4 then unfolds naturally from where the law of reciprocity comes in and that's typically been uh, interpreted as the law of karma. What you are, the way you operate in reality, the example you set, the way you work with the balancing principle and what you participate in, will engineer your holographic energetic architecture in a manner so it will begin to emit and vibrate out who and what you are. Energetically speaking, and that will then drag you due to the laws of energetic and genetic affinity to the reality fields that you truly belong to. And that's part of the gate systems. That's part of the recalibration. That's part of what we could say the original regenesis programs and that what they were built on mastering principle one, two, three, so that the natural reality dynamics and mirroring back of who and what we are from the reality field itself will support us to show us what we need to heal, what we need to get rid of, what we need to work with, what we need to amplify and what we need to do to upgrade ourselves further into the knowledge of how to completely restore our genetics and upgrade them so we can follow the original elevation dynamics. And once we reach that one and master Principle 4, then Principle 5, the True Inner Knowledge will naturally unfold, because then we are literally exemplifying it, we are balancing the energies around us, transforming them to the highest optimal outcome. Choosing what we want to participate in and amplify what should be amplified, that will fuel the original standards and purity rate of our reality field, making that mirror back to us where we truly are in, in that manner, which leads to abundance, that leads to the correct configuration, the highest standards, and by that gives us the highest progression rate. And with that, we have the true inner knowledge of how to do so. And that then leads to the great choices of where we want to go. That's part of the sixth dimension and principle six, because these are tied together. And I explain that in the Transition Science Course 1 to 7, including in the Template Science Course 1 to 4, where I explain these dynamics and the laws and how they rebuild our energy system and why I suggest people should do that path instead of others. But as always, we have free will once we are out of these prohibiting programs and the different groups that have been here, we do have complete free choice in what type of um, teaching systems, let's call it that, because that's inaccurate, what type of energy configuration we want to strive for, because that's all up to us. Once we're done with the restoration program, you're free to go wherever you want to go. So so that's that's the path of liberation, literally, where once you have done the recalibration and you're done with the timeline event and the effects of it, and you have restored yourself, which I talk about in the Transition Sciences Course 1 to 7, well, you're free to go wherever you want to go, in whatever capacity you want to go, you decide yourself. And that is what will be restored within humanity. Nobody's coming here to save us we are to do the work that we are supposed to do, that we have all the possibilities of doing if the original program kicks in and if all the things that have been put on top of it are removed, which is the plan, and then we should by that do our own recalibration and by that seed in the timelines that will allow for the full uh, uh, resetting of our solar system back into its original uh, architecture. So with that said for now, that uh, ends this little sequence of the negotiations. And until next time, take care.